Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Gull, fueling your mission. Pop into your local for some good value fuel. Gull.nz, here to get you through your workday. This is Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. Afternoon, all. We've hit the fourth of November. I just realised saying that it's the day before Guy Fawkes. Yeah, but do bang, bang, bang at midnight. Not a fan. I was when I was a kid, though. So let the kids have their fun, I guess. Just being an old man. Uh, we have got some fun today, and I really do need your interaction because there'll be stuff I don't know. Well, there's a lot of stuff I don't know, actually, to be perfectly honest. But we are going to talk about. How do I word this? The sports and athletes that don't get anywhere near enough love. We've got some amazing athletes. We've got some amazing sports. And there's some sports out there, and I just mentioned to Ricardo, apparently we're really good at underwater hockey. Apparently we're really, really good, and I know nothing about it. So if you've got a sport you participate in, or your kids, or your brother, or your sister, um, locally, club sports, internationally, anything, some great sports that we never hear about it, ring us up. If there's another sport, like, and I'm thinking it's like, like softball, your, your average sports punter knows about the black socks and the white socks, and um, and a little bit of club as well. We're really, really, really good at softball, and there's the world champs coming up. We had Mark Sorensen on last week, which was awesome, but they're a bit like, softball's treated a bit like um, the Olympics. When there's world champs, we hear all about it, win, lose, or draw, it tends to fall away, um, and that's probably not fair. So this is the opportunity to give your, um, with no offence in this term, your secondary sport, uh, or away from the big dogs, right? So away from rugby, rugby league, cricket, netball, and that's probably it. They're sort of the big, big kahunas, aren't they? Um, and there's so many good stories out there. I, I took it upon myself last summer 
to work a lot with our track and field athletes. And they are some of the coolest people. They are some of the coolest people and are happy to share their stories. And I find them all fascinating. Hamish Kerr was on earlier this week talking about when he started in athletics. And um, he tried sprinting. He tried 800. I know he gave hurdles to Dart and he landed in in, uh, high jump. But the reason he went down was for... Uh, the sausage sizzle and the bag of lollies if you did quite well. So really keen to hear about um, the minor sports. And again, I'm not I'm not decrying them, but I think we sort of understand what we mean. Away from the big dogs. Let's have an hour celebrating the other sports in our country. I mean, the, some of the best squash players are in New Zealand at the moment. They're playing that Nations Cup in Tauranga and a lot of them are staying on and some more are coming for the New Zealand Open, which I think is next week as well. And we'll get one of them on next week as well. Squash, again, an amazing history, but doesn't get much cut through. So this hour, let's give all of those sports some cut through. 0800 150 is the number. Also coming up on the show today, uh, Deb Fuller, coach of the New Zealand Fast Five team, which I think gets under, give me a thumbs up, Kieran, I think it starts tonight, Saturday, yes, starts Saturday, so it's a two-day thing, I think Saturday, Sunday, uh, eight teams here, um, it's so exciting, if you've never seen it, just just have a little bow peep at it at some stage during the weekend, it's fun, uh, so Deb Fuller, who's coaching them, the Jeremy Paul show as well, we'll, we'll talk about uh, what's going on up in the Northern Hemisphere, actually, and... Um, the Wallabies got away with one last week. And I'll get his take on the Anzac um, idea that we floated earlier in the week as well, if he thinks that that would be a good thing for a combined All Blacks Wallabies team to take on the British Irish Alliance when they tour Australia. Also talk to Julian King across the ditch towards the end of the show. And Darren Williams, he's joined us regularly over the last five or six weeks, and this is the last chance we get to talk to him um, ahead of the New Zealand Cup next Tuesday. Uh, he gave us rock and roll do weeks ago when it, it was, I think it was at 21s or 17, somewhere around there. The Aussie hadn't been sighted in New Zealand. It then went on to win its next two races in Australia. It's now over in New Zealand. It won the cup trial yesterday or the day before. Um, and it's now second favourite. So um, he's a, he's got his ear to the ground. He'll have a, one or two for us, I reckon. So listen out for that um, between 3 and 3.30. And also we have the grand final of the GWE Topper TV character Jamboree. We're going to hold up. We didn't announce the winner of the second conference final yesterday uh, because there were just so many votes. But Captain K uh, put in the hard yards last night to make sure, and he even recounted it again because it was so very, very close. He will have that winner. What time should we announce those, uh, do you think? Should we do that straight after the... We'll do that after the 12.30 news. We'll just do the announcement of who won both semis, what the final looks like, and then we'll open up the voting, and that'll go through till 3 o'clock. What are your sports, your athletes even, that don't get anywhere near enough love? Give us a call, 0800 150 811. It's Midday Madness. Well, listen, buster, you better start to move your feet to the rockin'est beat of madness.
Righto, in come the calls. Looking forward to hearing your stories. Let's give some of these sports out and around there some love. We've got to Graham Wairarapa. G'day, Graham. Hey, mate, from a lovely, very hot Masterton. Beautiful. How are you? Excellent, excellent. That's a story. Hey, mate, it's just like um, there's a world championship. Oh, it's finished by now. Um, going on in their beloved medal too. Blow carts. Blow carts. It was kicking out at the um, airport. I think it was at Hokie Airport or something like that. Wow. Um, that was the, uh, the World Championships, and uh, one of the Kiwis was the current World Champion. Oh, I used to work with a lady many years ago, and her husband was a blow carter. They're those little yachts on wheels, aren't they? That's the one. It was on TV news um, last week, over a week ago then, <laughs> now, but um, yeah, it's, um, it was a world championships. <laughs> well, they, they actually, um, from memory, there was a there was a rugby ground out in Sanson, close to the State Highway 1 and Foxton Strait turn-off, and I think they turned that into a blow cart um, course. I think. I'm not 100% sure. That's where I'm, I'm saying in the hockey, perhaps um, it's a concrete laid, but it looked pretty big, like um, like the Hakea runway, something like that. But, um, yeah, it was a big area. But, yeah, it was all go. That's Perhaps awesome. All coming for it. That's, and we've got a world champion. There you go. I bet you hardly anyone knew that that's listening now, and that's what this is all about. Graham, you're right on the pulse. You're right on the pulse. Yeah. Exactly right. Great subject. Good on As you, buddy. Always. Cheers, mate. <laughs> yeah, mate. Cheers. There we go. Blow carts. Did you know what a blow cart was, um, Robinho? That's the one. I had no idea. Yeah, so absolutely no idea. It's like a little, it's like a tiny little yacht with two back wheels. So the the wheelbase is like a triangle. They've got a little front wheel, two back wheels, a sail, and then you sit in this little cart type buggy thing, and you can steer the front wheel, and away you go on land. And they rip up and down the beach sometimes as well. They're fantastic fun. Sounds great. <laughs> Get them on the show. Get them on the show. Now you're learning. Now you're learning, Robinho. Let's go to Bazza and Nelson. G'day, Bazza. G'day, how you going? Good, Bazza. Uh, wood chopping and shearing, mate. Yes, just real backbone sports of this country, eh? Yeah, shit there, man. I mean, you know, just out of the horror for nerves, some good wood, wood choppers out of there years ago, but um, there's a guy that's competing. Is it in Belgium at the moment or somewhere? It's just um, finished. The world, before. the world champs, Jason Winyard. Yeah, he's from the White Rap or somewhere, was he? Or something, I can't remember now. Well, Jason lives up here. I think, I um, can't remember where he was from originally, but we actually had him in studio for an hour uh, just before he went to the World Champs, actually. A fascinating listen. He was a fascinating bloke. Oh, okay. You know, I've been a bit crook, mate, so I didn't I didn't hear it. But, um, yeah. Anyway, how did he go? Um, he got either fourth or fifth. He was riding with a chance for winning it, and he the final discipline was the hot saw, which is those turbocharged little mini chainsaws, and he's normally really good at it, and it just slipped away from him. And uh, fourth or fifth, I think he was, but he's won multiple world titles, multiple. Yeah, because um, he's getting a bit larpooned. I mean, he's getting a bit old now, isn't he? Yeah, well, during COVID, um, he had a hip replacement. And he said, right, I'm going to give it a go with a new hip. And um, he's 40, 48-ish, something, 47, 48. And away he went. Top five in the world, still amazing. And he's not going to give up. He's going to keep going, which is amazing. Yeah. And you'd, yeah. Re- you'd remember Sonny Bolstead and David Bolstead and Rugby Edwards oh, and all oh, those yeah. guys. Yeah. 
Yeah, mate, yeah, they were they were bloody good, mate. They were um, world champions, weren't they? Yep, they were. And then you mentioned shearing as well. Of course, David Fagan, um, yeah. Kirkpatrick, yeah. we've got yeah, some mate. fantastic shearers. Yeah, even, even old um, Godfrey Bowen, I think he was part oh. of the Brethren Church in the Lavinia area, but he was a world champion shearer too, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. And it's always interested me when we go to world championships and the different combs they use because the different fleece on the walls in the in the country that you go to the world championships in. And so you'd expect us to always go and win, but we don't always win because the wool and the combs are different. Yeah, well, yeah, well, that's right. I reckon Aussies win, win the, win the steering merinos or whatever it is. Is that right? Mm. I don't know. Yeah, I'm yeah. not sure of the breeds and the cones, but I know that that's. Uh, I think there is a definite home ground advantage wherever the world's a uh, house. And of course, the Golden Shears yeah, and right. Masterton is fantastic as well. Yeah, is is that still going? Yeah, hell yeah. If, uh, where are you calling Nelson? I was going to say go for a drive, but you, you've got water to contend with. Yeah. I I've, I went to yeah. one once, and it is amongst the best sporting atmosphere I've ever been in the, at Golden Shears in Masterton is unreal. Yeah, well, I mean, I've been away in Papua New Guinea for 40 years, of course, so I go oh, catching up on all this. Cheapest, mate. Cheapest. What, what's the sport? Did you, were, you, uh, were you in Port Moresby or were you in Lay? Where were you? Uh, it's Mors, Moresby and Lay, Medang all over, but I, um, I came as a PNG rugby union for a while, but... The PNG rugby union team's called the Pook Books, which is Crocodile. <laughs> um, we used to be great in the sevens. Oh, Hong Kong sevens, the PNG Pook Books are bloody brilliant, mate. <laughs> um, and, of course, with the World Cup at the moment, the old Kumuls. The Kumul is the bird of paradise. Kumul means bird. Yeah. Um, and that's the Kumuls are going all right. And they've got the women, women rugby league team there in, at the moment. They're called the Orchids. Um, they're going all right as well. Yeah, that, they've they've got the genetics to be fantastic rugby or rugby league players, haven't they? The the Papua New Guineans. Yeah, the the rugby union unfortunately is um, it's not well. Uh, league is the probably the official game of Papua New Guinea, I guess. Mm. And sort of um, play in all the provinces, but um, they've got some great rugby union players. They really have. Mm. I'm amazed um, you were there for forty years. Forty years in PNG. Yeah, mate, I left Lavin in 1977 and came back about three years ago. Wow, because I had a mate that lived in Lay for five years. and um, What was his name? His name was Grant Brokenshire, and he worked for an insurance company. Uh, and they, he, did... oh, worked, he worked for, um, yeah, he worked for QI, uh, NZ Insurance or QI. I think I know the guy you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, and he spent all of his time in the gated golf club. In the way of the Lay Golf Club. Gated, yeah, there was a golf club there, and I think it might have had tennis courts or something, but it was all gated oh, to, yeah. for safety. Beautiful, beautiful golf. No, <laughs> mate, the, the Lay Golf Club is bloody beautiful. Yeah, well, there you go. That's why he stayed. He didn't play golf when he yeah. went over and he came back on a teen handicap. <laughs> oh, no, no. Beautiful golf club, mate. Manic- oh, no, it's bloody beautiful. Mm. Best golf club in Barton Guinea. There you anyway, go. I better go. There's other people want to talk to you. Good, Good on right. you, Bez. Good chatting. Bezza from, uh, what's this from Nelson? He said Horofanur and he's gone back. But anyway, um, Papua New Guinea for 40 years. I bet you when he was at school, he didn't envisage he'd live m- nearly all of his adult life in Papua New Guinea. Great chat. I know it's not about the unsung sports, but great to hear from him. And uh, I've long known that um, rugby league in PNG is, uh, is their number one sport, but they're pretty handy too. They wouldn't have a lot of resources, coaching resources, um, just straight up money resources to build programs and stuff but um yeah fantastic so 
What sports don't get that up? Had a lot of text messages. I'd prefer phone calls. You know the rules between 12 and 1. It is midday madness. Uh, think about the sport that you want to give some love. And like Graham said, the blow carts. Who knew there was world championship blow? I, I had no idea that the first sport that would get rung up about was blow carts. And then, of course, we had wood chopping and shearing, which we have a very strong history in. So give us a yell. Share your lesser lights. But turn on the floodlights on your sports or your athletes that don't get enough love. 0800 150 Love to hear from you. Ah, uh, your unloved sports. Sports that don't get enough love. So this is what this hour is about, giving the other sports some love. Someone, uh, Carl just texted in saying, Staffy, the question relates to your topic. Do you know how the New Zealand team went in the wood chopping world champs? I'm going to get those results up for you. I know we got some medals. I got the press release Sunday night. Monday morning, so I'll dig that out and I'll tell you how we went on. Um, but that is definitely one. Is um, Bazza just rang up about? He mentioned sharing and wood chopping. Just as by the by, do you know? Do you know the sport that has been most played by just about every New Zealander has played it at least once? So I'll let you pause on that. There's a sport that's got two or three varieties, but everyone's done it. Just about everyone's done it, and the, everyone in the booth is trying to think of it. I'll tell you what it is. It is Q Sports. Everyone's had a game of pool or a game of snooker or a game of billiards at least once in their life on a pool table. Q Sports is the most common one. There you go. And uh, it was it was big. It, 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 it's had peaks and troughs. When I was a kid, Pop Black, we'd mentioned, it was whispering Ted Lowe's birthday the other day. And um, New Zealand got really invested in it when Dino Kane um, was on the world scene, uh, doing very well at the World Champs, at the Crucible, etc. Back in the days of Eddie Charlton and Ray Reardon, um, who was the Canadian, uh, Cliff Thorburn, all those guys. And then it passed on to Steve Davis, and then we had Stephen Hendry, and we had John Parrott, and Hurricane Higgins. There's been some wonderful Wonderful snooker players. Doesn't get as much coverage anymore, but it's still great viewing if you ever get to watch the World Champs at the Crucible. That's a sport that doesn't get a lot of love. I'm, I'm going to ask the uh, the generation behind me in the booth, actually. Um, I'm going to ask Captain K and Rubinho. Captain K, what, what sports do you think, you know, fall into this heading of don't, don't get enough love or don't get much love that's I... out there? actually started a movement when I was in year seven, Steph, so mm-hmm. Form 1. Uh, I was at Rosmany College, and it was around the time that the London Olympics was on. And right. I fell in love with a game called handball. Right. So you've probably seen handball before, but it's it's not the four-square one. That's another stunner of a game. You see, when I was at school, that was called pit-a-pat. Oh, pit-a-pat. <coughs> pit-a-pat. Yeah. No, we call that handball. But oh, okay. yeah, so the <laughs> Olympic sport handball... It's basically like basketball, football, American football, everything combined, right? So there's, a, there's like a, uh, a football goal, soccer goal, and you pretty much run and dribble this. Well, it's just a bit bigger than a cricket ball, isn't it, the ball, and you just lash it into the net. And why I thought that was the greatest thing ever, so I made our, our PE class start playing it, <laughs> and then I tried to get a team together to play it. But the problem was no other schools were that interested. So Look at you, your 13-year-old pioneer. Oh, I'll tell you what, I'm an, I'm an innovator, <laughs> is what they call me. No, innovator doesn't copy sports. An innovator makes up a sport, Kez. Oh, yeah, you're right. I'm a... 
enabler. Enabler. Yeah, that's, yeah. What, that's what You know me. Yeah. Any sport you want to take to action, just uh, hit me up. Give us a call on the show <laughs> with your strangest uh, sport, and I'll get you a team sorted. <laughs> that's me. Handball's a good sport. Handball's a good I think another one which, in the PC world, I think even some schools ban it, is bull rush. It was, that formed a massive part of my growing up, and I remember at Terrace End School in Palmerston North, my primary school, we had a kid at school called Dean Shaw. And I'd love to know if he became a sprinter because he he ran straight up the field and there could be 30 kids wanting to catch him and then he'd just do the big arc like a winger does then goes around the outside. No one could get... He could go for a whole hour and no one could touch him. He was so far. Bull rush was amazing. And force back. Force back at boys high as well. It was amazing with my Adidas, Adidas no, no lace float like a butterfly rugby ball. Force back's a great game. Um, Probably not the sport that needs more love, but that was a great sport as I was a kid. Uh, Rubinio, you always come from things from left field. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I was, we got a text in um, highlighting speedball, which uh, I've been having a look at, and it's just absolutely ridiculous. It's like... Um, Is that the one where you brand each other with the ball and hit them below the waist and they're eliminated or something like that? <laughs> uh, exactly. No, it's, um, you know... The game you, game you play like as a kid, and it's like a it's a stick, and the tennis ball goes round, and you smack it. Swing and, ball. Yeah, yeah. So, like everyone had those at the camping ground. Yeah. Like, again, these are all things when I was a kid. Has it made a comeback? Well, yeah. Apparently, apparently, there's like a competitive speedball league. It, league, yeah, or something. And yeah, I've just been watching some of these rallies. It's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> That's awesome. That's a, it's a sport that's never really taken off in New Zealand is uh, lacrosse as well, which is massive in college in, in America. In fact, Emma Olsen, that used to work here at SENZ, now breakfast reporter for TV, she plays lacrosse in a competition in Auckland here. Good sport. Uh, we'll talk to Zaid. G'day, Zaid. Um, hi. When I was at school, we used to play this game called My Island. So you would stand on an island and um, you'd throw the ball and they have to catch the ball to get you on the island. Oh. And then... The winning team um, gets the most players back on the island. That was like a, a pretty popular g- game we used to play at school at PE. And then we also had this game called, um, I think actually a kid might have made it up. It was called Sakoni Touch. <laughs> so it's like touch, but to score, you have to kick the ball. So, yeah. Wow, that sounds radical. Sakoni Touch. And I guess also a sport that doesn't get much um, knowledge is probably touch or turbo touch. That was always a big game at school played. Um, volleyball. That's always that we used to play that quite a bit as well. Mm. Yeah, I remember we had some, we, um, the New Zealand club champs were on for volleyball in Tauranga, and we got the CEO of volleyball on, and the participation numbers blew me away. The amount of people that play volleyball in New Zealand. Yeah, um, is it uh, tag as well? That was quite popular at school. Yeah, we used to play the tag where you you rip the tags off. Oh yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah. But like, is that um. I think it was a question one day on your on one of the quizzes that that uh, Maori game we played as well it was a koharangi whatever it is. Kaiarahi. Yeah, yeah. I think we played that a few times as well. Awesome. Yeah. So. Good stuff, say. Good stuff. Yeah, a few different sports. Nice. Always contributing. Good, thank you. Cheers, buddy. Have a good weekend. You too, mate. Zay out of Auckland. Someone's just texted. Does New Zealand have a curling team? They love curling. I think we do. Um, and I think I'm right in saying Naseby is the curling capital of New Zealand. Anyone listening from Naseby? Talk to me about talk to me about curling someone. There's a challenge. I'm throwing out a curling challenge. 0800-150-811. Does anyone know about the curling department in New Zealand? Please tell me.
please call me. I would love a curling chat. We'll take a break for new sport and weather, but give us a yell with your unloved sport or just educate us. Educate us on the sports that are going on in your neck of the woods that we don't talk about much. This hour is for you. Here's the new sport and weather. Listen, Buster, you better start to move your feet to the rockin'est beat of madness. Righto, welcome back in 0800-150-811, your sports chat, any sport you want that doesn't get talked about much, this is what this hour is about. We're full of rugby, rugby league, cricket, netball, the whole lot. Let's talk about some other sports for this hour. Dave from Palmy. G'day, Dave. G'day, Steffi. How you doing? Good, Dave. I just, before I tell you about the sports, Steffi, I reckon I would have got you on the, on the chase the other day. Oh. Because I had a tactical idea. Uh, just before it was going to be your turn, I was going to tell you that I've actually met Ricky Gervais in London. Are you joking? No, I'm not behind Fortune and Mason, which is in the West End, which is a very posh shop, sells, you know, pickles and jams and all those sort of things. But it was funny because you said eight or nine years ago, and that's about, I reckon, about the time I met him, he was just having, and he was having a cup of tea. Don't know if he was waiting for you, Steph. He must have been. He must have read my email. <laughs> it was a Sunday, Sunday morning, and uh, he was just there, and I just went up and said, G'day, my, my name's Dave, shook his hand. Um, didn't have much of a chat. He was, you know, reading some sort of script or something, and, uh, yeah, so I've met the man. Oh, you lucky yeah, bugger. You, you lucky bugger. So if I did... If I'd said that just before it was your turn for the chase, I reckon it would have just put you off something shocking. (laughs) (laughs) You would have just thrown me. Yeah, that would have been a great tactic. (laughs) Uh, Bull Rush. Bull Rush at Boys High. We used to have epic games of Bull Rush, and it used to go from, you know, the playtime break to lunchtime, and it could go through to the next day. You just reassemble (laughs) the format that you were prior. It wouldn't start fresh, and it was... Oh, it's great for rugby practice. Is it barred from schools now? I think it is. I think it is. It was great for tackling practice. Brilliant. Uh, And and evasion practice? Yeah. Remember the Steinlager ad? It was about, oh, must have been three or four, five years ago. And it had Tana, Umanga, and uh, O'Driscoll and whatnot. And they were playing Bull Rush. Mm. It was an ad for Steinlager. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, but Bull Rush, brilliant game. And yeah, it, used, it could last two days, you know, to be the, but everybody wanted to play. Yeah. Was, yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I miss Bull Rush. Yeah, I don't well, know if I'd be any good at it now, Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd be the same, mate. I would be the same. Awesome, Dave. Good to hear you using okay. the indicator hey, today, too. You too, brother. Okay, cheers, mate. See you, mate. Uh, Dave from there, uh, from Palmy. Uh, Gary, Upper Hutt. G'day, Gary. G'day, Steph. That bull rush, eh? I was never any good at that bull rush. Never got to win that game. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't win. I didn't win either, but I always played. I loved it. And I was never first pick, so I was always happy about that as well because you never wanted to be that first pick one. <laughs> too much pressure. It's like being number one seed. Yeah. Too much pressure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, um, on the subject of the, the, the sports, one that sprung to mind straight away when you said it was motocross. 
Yeah. I did really good at motocross. And I say, by we, I mean Courtney Duncan. <laughs> I mean, she is just an absolute champion, that woman. You know, I don't know how many world titles she's won. Mm. But you just never hear about it in the news over here. Well, I mean, you do hear about it, but not often. Yeah, we hear when she wins the world title. We, we don't hear the, the events that she wins week to week to week. We had a couple of... I'm going to. I'm going back a moment. I think we had a couple of brothers that were good at Supercross um, yes. on the world on the world Away stage a few years back. Eh? Yeah, and when you think about it, we can probably extend it out a little bit to Levi Sherwood, who's been an X Games gold medalist and on on the bike as well. We've had some rippers in oh, yeah, there. True. Yeah, I didn't think about him. Mm. Yeah, it was like I say, it was Courtney Duncan's front to mind when when you come up with that. Because I mean, my God, she's the perfect ambassador for a sport as well. She's, I don't know if you ever interviewed her, but she, she looks like she's a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, she's great. And she's so young and just living an adult life as a youngster. I, I tip my hat to youngsters that can go and take that risk and go and do what she does. It's amazing. Mm. Hey, looking forward to the weekend. Go to the Blackburns tomorrow. I'm really looking forward to that, man. Yeah, me too. So much. I'm worried. France worries me. You know, uh, strangely, I'm not, and I know I should be. <laughs> okay, you stay how I'm, you I'm are. I'm feeling quite confident. Yeah. <laughs> good man. Good talking, Gary. All right, have a good weekend. Cheers, buddy. Let's find out about the GWE TV character, Jamboree, the whole shebang. Let's go. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.